Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. I mean, we ain't going nowhere. Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Neither one's going anywhere. No one's going anywhere. And on the seventh day, he rose. Tom Brady stole the show on Selection Sunday. Good morning, Key. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Well, Key looks a lot, lined up and everything today. Look at that. Fresh. He looks <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> lined up and everything. Got the white shirt on, the, the, the fresh lineup, you know. So jump out of bed feeling like a million bucks when you get a lineup like that. So it is time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I mean, Jay, Key, look. This dude, if if a quarterback retires, <laughs> but he doesn't miss any regular season playoff or preseason games or any practices, did he really retire? Was he ever really gone? <laughs> well, Max, think about it. Remember I said he never signed the papers and turned them in. Even though they don't do sign papers anymore, but he never, like, officially retired. So he, he was always, I guess, on the fence, as Jay said before. Jay is like a... Um, a body language expert, uh, you know, reading the reading the mind of all the players as they have press conferences, trying to decipher exactly what they're saying, sending silent messages. But he didn't retire, so we get a chance to see him for his 23rd season, as he said. It's crazy, though, Key. It's just not the body language. It's more so like the tonality of it, of like, when you listen to Tom on Man the Arena podcast or interviews that he does – we were joking one time, Max. I'm like, how many times can my man say he has to play golf? Where he's like, oh, we're gonna, I'm gonna play some golf today. Then I have some meetings. Come back with the family. Then he started going golf. over the details of his day, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I got. Um, it was like Will Ferrell in uh, old school. I got some paperwork to Fed fill Bath out. And beyond. And I got a busy day. <laughs> I don't know if there'll be time. <laughs> yeah. And so that I, look, Key, you've been through the process. I, I think. And I heard Steve Young talk about this earlier on uh, SVP, and I, he was so accurate, where it was just more along the lines of when you retire, typically you retire from some kind of injury or something where you can't do it physically. It's rare that – I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's rare that you see people retire absolutely on top, like still can go, still feel like they have a lot left in the tank. And for Tom, for all the statistical categories he led the league in last year, being second in MVP voting – that's tough to walk away from. He led the league in attempts, Everything. yards, <laughs> and touchdowns. By the way, having just played the Super Bowl and won, so he played more football than anyone else, he's the oldest player, he's 44 years old, did all those things in the first 17-game season ever. Like, this dude went out. Here's the thing, Jake, here's the thing for me. Whenever I heard Brady talk about it since the initial announcement, I never thought he was gone. I, and, and I thought there was a good chance he'd play week one, right? I never heard him say. I, it's one thing to say, I'm missing it with my family. The kids are there. I'm missing it. I need to be a part of that. I don't want to run through the brick wall anymore, even though quarterbacks don't exactly. But still, all those things would tell me he's done. He's going out on top. He's done. But that's not what he said. What he said was, I still love this game, and I can play it at a very high level. My family, listen to the wording you said originally, has sacrificed for me. Now, in other words, now I have to sacrifice for them. I have to give up something I love and I'm great at. That doesn't work. Life doesn't work that way. You can't do it 
because someone else is making you sacrifice. You have to do it because you want to do. You're ready to give it up. He was obviously not ready, Key. No, I, I, I mean, clearly he's going back and coming back this summer or spring and going into the summer to play for the Bucks. I guess, you know, when I initially heard that he was going to retire, I guess for me, I have to get in a place where I can't factor the way I would do things into the way other people do things, Jay. I do that a lot, yeah. like why I would do certain things. And I don't know his family situation. You know, when you – like for me, when I had a young son who likes to play sports and things of that nature, at some point I want to be there and be a part of that. I don't know if that's his kids. Maybe his kids doesn't want to play sports. So he's not missing out on some of those opportunities because he's playing right now. Maybe in the end he really has a lot left in the tank and he wants to continue to separate himself from everybody else in the sports world as far as being the most iconic athlete in the history of a game. I mean, it's just I, – I don't know why Tom Brady one minute says he's retiring, the next minute he's coming he's back. He's not done yet. He's not he, – he did it for other people. He's not done yet. But I do give a big shout-out to Jason Light and Bruce Arians. I mean, it, being diplomatically correct, letting it breathe, staying in contact with Tom, not making any knee-jerk decisions – I, there is something to be said about how they handled the overall situation. They well, I mean, they didn't believe him at all. You know, like, oh, we'll just we'll wait you out, Tom. But you already know. I mean, they didn't necessarily wait him out, Jay. Their communication with him is a communication that is open. Jason Light's been knowing Brady for years. On top of that, the information that Brady and Jason Light share with one another is not going to the public. I'm sure Tom Brady was telling him, I don't know, dude, let me just, you know, what do you think? I don't know. Let me let me talk to Giselle a little bit more, my mom, my dad. Let me just, let me, let me source through these things and figure out what it is that we want to do. Just give me, give me, give me a week. Give me a two days. Go to the combine. Let's talk when you get to the combine. Those type of conversations continuously have that type of communication and dialogue so that everybody can be on the same page. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. So Steve Young on SVP on Brady unretiring. All, all great quarterbacks toward the end have to redouble their effort every year, both emotionally and physically, to stay on top. And it takes everything out of you. And so the typical cycle, trust me, is towards the end of the year is like, I'm done. And then by April, you're like, no, I'm good. Usually you don't announce it, though. You don't actually go public with it. But it's very typical, and the truth is Tom planned, I think, for a long time, won the Super Bowl, let's play a year and retire. And so that was the plan. He did it, and then all of a sudden you get out there, and it's like falling off a cliff. Scott, I mean, especially for Tom, what, what's, you were the greatest of all time. Now you're not great at anything, let alone good at anything. And that's a shock to the system. And then you say, say to yourself, well, wait a second, last year I led the league, and last year we were pretty good. And it just it eats away at you a little bit. And you can clearly see that it, two months, Tom's like, hey, uh, not now, not yet. <laughs> Whoa, hey, Steve, what do you mean he's not good? He, he's like, <laughs> I mean, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, but this guy can't even tie his shoelaces. He's terrible at everything. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. But he does, uh, Jay, he, gives, he does give me an insight into the way an athlete must feel, which is you get to be better at something. Even if you're not Tom Brady, you're just an NFL quarterback. 
Very few people who ever live will ever be good oh. at any as as good at anything as you are at doing that thing. That must be tough to give up. <laughs> so, I mean, look, I, I, going through something somewhat similar, I was kind of forced to retire in a way. But when you're able to watch all the noise going on, right, seeing the Aaron Rodgers stuff, what's happening with NFC, uh, seeing just the overall landscape, there's something about it, Key, that is it's addictive, man. It's especially when you're used to training a certain way and your mind is built and you know that there's still room for you to run through that gauntlet and win it again. Like there's a legit shot. Tom Brady and the Bucks can win it again. So it's not like a guy's like, oh, I'm at the bottom of the league. We don't have the right pieces. You know, that, that decision becomes easier. They have the pieces already. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. What has lasted longer than Tom Brady's retirement? <laughs> Just give us something that's lasted longer than Tom Brady's retirement because that was fast. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to fill out your brackets and play along with us. Filling out brackets with ESPN is free and easy. Tom Brady's back, and so are the Bucks Super Bowl chances. Those 45-1 to 1 odds when he so-called retired. Well, they look pretty good now. That's next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Okay, NCAA tournament selections have been made. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio. Jay, how confident are you in your Blue Devils? Do we have to talk about this right now? That they can contend after losing to Virginia Tech in the ACC Tournament Championship game. You know, I think the one thing that is hard about how far Duke can go in the tournament is consistency from the guard position, right? So in order for Duke to have a chance to win it, they need Jeremy Roach to be pretty incredible. Uh, Wendell Moore is a legit... Wing defender, he's a guy that can score. A.J. Griffin is going to be a guy who's going to be taking top five in NBA draft along with Paolo Boncaro. But they need a dynamic guard to lead them. That's always been how Duke has won championships. If they can't do that, and also the way they defend, I see them being maybe an early exit second round team, Mm. Mm. Sweet 16 exit. But when the brackets come out, I mean, look, obviously 
It, we're going to talk about Gonzaga. We're going to talk about Arizona. Some names to pay attention to, though. Jaden Ivey. You may not know who this name is, but Key, I'm trying to tell you, this dude has a little Russell Westbrook in him athletic-wise. He has a jumper. He can hit step-back jumpers. Um, Zach Eady has another big kid on his team. They play for Purdue. Now, Purdue lost in the Big Ten championship game. To um, you know, They had a, a, a tough game in the finals. But still, at the end of the day, man, they – it's like, do you have pros that could take the game over when the game matters the most? And Purdue has some pros on their team. Mm. So uh, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty exhaustive, right there. Oh, I got. I mean, I, I got a lot of fact, other ones for no, you. I, I mean, love the fact. I love uh, key. I love the fact that it's like you. Like Duke has won with guard play. Why is it in college ball? It seems so especially important to have that guard play because you identified that early on this team questioning whether whether that was going to be the case so you need somebody to manage I mean you need somebody to manage time situation and like possessions in the game so my thing is and what you're seeing sometimes what happening now in college basketball is all these other entities are being created whether that's overseas whether that's the MBDL whether that's the overtime elite league uh, high school professional basketball league that's paying kids $150,000 to go play there uh, in Atlanta uh, you're not seeing the same uh, aggregation of talent of one and dones for these big schools. So you're seeing a lot of these mid-majors. These teams have been together for three, four years. They understand how to play. And you have guards who have experience about how to manage end-of-game situations. So, look, we, we say they're kids even though they're young men, but how you manage the end-of-a-game scenario will depend upon whether you can go deep in the tournament or not. Yeah, I think, though, when when you look at Duke, for instance, they have – every single opportunity to get back on track. But they, much like you said, Jay, they've got to get some guard play. There's no question about it. Brady is back, baby! Adam, uh, what is it that changed during this two-month period? 40 days since Tom Brady retired, and I think as he stepped back and reflected, he did not feel like the time was right right now. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, ESPN2. Download the podcast, play on your smart speakers, they play ESPN. Guys, w- welcome back, but you never went anywhere. <laughs> dude, the dude didn't miss anything, like nothing. You, can I remind you what you said in our pre-show meeting? What's you up? said, out of, out of all the stuff that has happened this offseason, the two guys, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, are back exactly in the same place. Yeah. No well, movement at all. Aaron Rodgers did this whole song and dance for a year right back in Green Bay. Nothing changed. Not a single thing. And Tom Brady, like out of nowhere, like a, like a bolt out of the blue, I'm retiring. Oh, my God. But nothing changed. Neither dude missed a single practice team meeting preseason nothing nothing <laughs> they never went anywhere <laughs> no they never never at all did they uh change and tom brady took what was it two months off basically did he basically did what he would do every single off season which is relax for a couple <laughs> yeah, months probably he didn't do anything no one else right. didn't do all right let's get to the odds as the bucks be now are, can i say relevant again or they're in the same position they were at the end of the season without him retiring first of what, all what where were they that's what i was about to say before you said that where were they one remember, they were, remember no when, i mean at the end of the season before yeah. he retired oh 
Where were they at, Max? Do you know? I don't know offhand, but but what was <clears throat> got to be the same, right? I mean, right, same. Why would it be any different? What's yeah. although Ali Marpet retired at twenty eight years old because you know talking about mental health and stuff like that. And you listen, he's a road grader type guy in the offensive line. Those guys make a difference, but they don't really move the odds that much in Vegas. Yeah, you got to think. You got to think it. I bet you it didn't even dip. Yeah, Evan 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 should find that out for us. Uh, when he gets an opportunity to find out exactly where, at the end of the season, when the when the season was over, where the odds were at for Tampa Bay to go back to the Super Bowl versus to where they are now. I mean, remember when it was forty five to one after he re- so called retired? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't believe it. You should have taken those odds if you if you thought he was coming back. Because forty five to one, they go from twenty to one to ten to one to win the Super Bowl uh, overnight. Okay, the Bucks go from. 10 to 1 to 5 to 1 to win the NFC. Here are the three teams ahead of them Rams, defending Super Bowl champions, Packers, and Niners. I don't know if I'd put all those ahead of the Bucks. I think it's kind of a dead heat. But Brady's odds, when I said 45 to 1, that was his odds to win MVP. When he was so called retired, he was 45 to 1. Know what he is now? 9 to 1. Oh. Only Mahomes and Rodgers. So you just a quint. Uh, 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 how do you say? Uh, how do you say five times quintupled? I'm the wrong person. Would to be ask for that. and then sextupled would be six. So quin got to be five. <laughs> and okay, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, quadrupled, quintupled. It's quintupled. Um, shortest odds to win MVP. We have it up on ESPN two. Mahomes is seven to one. Rogers eight to one. Brady nine to one. Josh Allen nine to one. Is are the are who's the favorites in the NFC? Is it the Bucks key? Um. Man, see, okay, so wait, let me think real quick. It in the NFC, it's probably, man, it's probably the Rams, Mm. the Rams, like that. It's probably, but I'm trying to think, yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking about injuries. So I'm thinking about Chris Godwin, but I'm also thinking about OBJ and Robert Woods. But they do got Cooper Cup, but they got uh, Mike Evans. Um, what's going to happen with Leonard Fournette? Is he coming back? What's the story with Ronald Jones? Uh, we know Cam Akers is coming back, and Aaron Donald's getting ready to get a massive extension. He, he's coming back. I'm sure Von Miller's going to stay put. It's the Rams. He, I talked myself into that. Is it not the Packers? The problem. The problem with the Packers. The only reason I was saying that key is because you talked about. A lot of, you know, who comes back, what if. It just seems like the Packers have the most stability. Like yeah, the, the, the problem with the Packers for me is I just saw that movie, right? Yeah, and they was at yeah, home but, but, with the number one seed and they lose. But, and, but with all that being said, though, so, I mean, the talent is it's pretty, it's pretty overwhelming. It's still I don't think they're – I don't think that Green Bay is more talented than the Rams. I don't think that. In fact, I know they're not. How about this they're... one? How about this one? Gronk. Hey, maybe he'll go to Buffalo. Oh, no more. oh yeah, I forgot. What's up with Gronk? That's that, right. I forgot exactly. Gronk, too. But Gronk is, a, Gronk is a shell of himself. He's older. He's just a, a nice little still security a beast, blanket. But still, yeah, still but, but he's still a huge target. Yeah, he's still good. Yeah, it's not and the he's same. Brady's it's not, target. Nah, he's not the same, though. He's still good, but it's not the same. Like, I don't think that people go into – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game games in 2022, yeah. fearing Gronkowski the way that you would think. But okay, okay, but Key, so. let's put it this way though. 
All right? They're going into the Super Bowl. Let's say they make the Super Bowl this year. And you could get odds on Gronk catching a touchdown pass. You take oh, well then, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's a different. That's different though, because if I'm playing with you and you, my guy, Max, that's what I'm saying. You're gonna throw me the ball. I mean, that's just no doubt. That, but you know, yeah. he's gonna catch it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, of course, that he's a big man. time money money game player. So when yeah, we're talking but, about Super Bowl yeah. wins, I, I fact I would factor him in. He's not nothing for me, even though I know what you mean. He's a shell of himself, but. For Brady throwing him the ball, like, first of all, a shell of Gronkowski is still pretty good. And second of all, that connection is meaningful to me if he comes back. Yeah, if he comes back, I wonder how many games he'll miss, though. That's, yeah, that's another thing. So just right? to answer Key's question from earlier, by the way, sorry about the Bucks and Super Bowl odds. They yeah. were 14-1 to 1 back on um, uh, January 31st. That was, like, right after the report from better. Schefter and Darlington. Got but before, <laughs> before Brady actually announced it, uh, they were four, fourteen to one. Now they are ten to one. That's as far back as we have odds for next how, year's how, Super Bowl. How, how does that? And, and I'm not a gambling guy, but how does that change? Where you got worse, essentially uncertainty, you, key uncertainty because the reports were he might retire. So that uncertainty moves the odds. Yes. No, uh, the uncertainty keeps you at fourteen to one. Yes, uh, the, yeah, yeah. The uncertainty of. Because they, I guess they felt the Bucks roster with the potential of Brady, but maybe not Brady. It was at fourteen to one, but because they have the certainty that Brady is coming back, they're at ten to one. Got it. Okay. So and he, and the NFC got worse. Let's be honest with yeah. the movement of Russell Wilson outside the conference. That might have also helped the Bucks odds. A so it moves bit. four points or whatever y'all call it. Yeah, but it may space. have been. In other words, like we don't have odds before then. It could have been. 14 to 1 suggests maybe it was 10 to 1 before the reports came out. In other words, the odds probably really didn't move, Jay. I think that's a reasonable conclusion to draw. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. By the way, you can... Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to fill out your brackets. Play along with us. Filling out the brackets with ESPN is free and easy. And Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. So, Genius. Joe Lenardi, ESPN bracketologist, said the following. 
I think we've reached a point where maybe, just maybe, all of that uh, advocacy for high-quality mid-majors ahead of what I've always called middling majors, not because I love them, but because that's what the data said should happen, I think this is really good for the sport and certainly for interest in the early round. So um, I don't know about you guys. I'm going to sleep great tonight. I love this. This is what makes this time of year the best time in sports. So what you've seen is you haven't seen the top-tier talent all congregate in one location, right? And that used to be Power 5 conference schools. Now you're seeing such a, you know, one kid goes here, one kid goes there, one kid goes overseas, one kid goes to the NBA, to the G League. There, there's so many varieties of places that these kids can go that you're seeing a lot of these mid-majors have the experience of being together for three or four years. We've been talking about this for the past 10 years of college basketball. So it's going to make for a great watch. But, Key, back to your point. My biggest takeaway from Selection Sunday, what a path Gonzaga has. For the second straight year, they have the number one overall seed. You know who's in the West region? I mean, you got Memphis. You got UConn. You got Arkansas. You got Duke. You got Rutgers. Now, people, Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers has beaten multiple top 15 teams this year in the Big Ten. I don't know if I see Gonzaga reaching the Final Four. They definitely have the most difficult road as the number one overall seed. There's no question about it, and I brought that up, Jay, because what you just mentioned – those teams and Dukes and Memphises in the West is is crazy. You would think Gonzaga, based on the history and what they've been able to do and how they've been able to get there, should be a plus. But when they play against the big boys, they seem to fold their tent. And I think in this situation, they won't even get to the Sweet 16. So there's Jay's biggest takeaway from Selection Sunday, from the NCAA to the NBA, where two of the greatest all-time scorers in league history, two of them, were on display this weekend on Friday night LeBron James dropped 50 for the second time in three games he rightfully points out hey people don't talk about my scoring then LeBron LeBron went for another 31 Sunday night but KD had 53 against the Knicks it was KD laying down another kind of hammer after the game that left everyone talking listen to this it's ridiculous. Like, it just feels like at this point now, somebody's trying to make a statement or a point um, to flex their authority. Um, but, you know, everybody out here looking for attention, and that's what I feel like the, the mayor wants right now, <laughs> some attention, you know. Um, but he'll figure it out soon. He better. Um, but it just didn't make any sense. Like, there's unvaxxed people in this building already. We got a guy who uh, can come into the building. I guess, are they fearing our safety? With, like, I don't get it. So, yeah, we're all confused. Pretty much everybody in the world is confused at this point. Early on in the season, you know, people didn't understand what was going on. But now it just looks stupid. So, hopefully, Eric, you, you got to figure this out. Tell me about what he said is wrong. I can tell you. Well, first of all, saying that well, a politician you, well, well, wants attention is not controversial. Of course a politician wants attention. I don't know if that's the case here, but I can't dismiss it as a possibility. But just to just to clear it up, if people want clarity here, it's – the, the mandates are about for workers are about incentivizing people to get vaccinated. You want to make it a high cost to not get vaccinated. You're free to do it, but at a high cost, which is why mandates but, work in New York. At least one dose of the vaccine. Eighty eight percent of the eligible population I mean, has at so, least one dose. Mandates work. 
Okay. So if it's about protecting people, then why allow unvaccinated people in the building? So you're so, so what you're saying is, oh, we'll accept your revenue. Mm-hmm. Bec- we'll, we'll, we'll take your money. But in, in order to incentivize, we're going to take the people away. We're going to take their money away. No, I would say this. That's one way to look at it. Here's another. Um, why are we coming out of the pandemic? I went to a restaurant the other day. No one was wearing masks in New York, and neither was I, right? I was like, oh, we're coming out of this. The reason, one of the reasons, a large one, we're coming out of it is Max, 88% but, of the but, population in New York but, is but, vaccinated. But, but, but Max, the, the rest mm-hmm. of the league isn't doing this. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? It's just here in the city. So if you like want to point but, something out that you don't like, which I would agree with, why are visiting players allowed? That's, that's to, what I just said. That's the point. I agree with that. That's the that point. is like confusing I, so to like me, So, like, my too. thing is, if, if you want to say, hey, you know, then just make it one blanket rule for everybody coming in the city. You can't play. But it can't be guys can come in and play, and then Kyrie can sit there courtside, dap up KD after the game, walk off with KD. What's the point of – they're together. No, right. But you're, that's that, but the reason that happens is because the – you want it to cost something to not get vaccinated. One way to do that is to make it for employees, right? So, so just like when we were kids, if you wanted to go to public school, you needed to have your measles, mumps, and rubella vaccination. Or you couldn't go to school. Yeah, but you couldn't. But yeah, you couldn't go to school. But you could go other places. <laughs> but you wouldn't be able to go to school and sit there and say, "I'm going to sit on the sideline and watch my teacher teach the kids." That is true. <laughs> that is true. It makes but no what, damn but sense, you Max. seem to be arguing for stricter policy in terms of vaccinations. No, I'm just saying if you want it one way, just make it the whole way. Don't, like, don't, it doesn't make sense to say okay, like, so, so then don't let anyone in who's not vaccinated is you're what you saying seem that. to be arguing. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying that this makes no sense at all. Max, I got a simple solution. Go ahead. Just get vaccinated, man. <laughs> That's all. And you can play. Until they lift, until never, they lift, never had until a they lift, wait, no, until they lift the mandate, just, you know, yeah. just either oh, get vaccinated just or wait till they just lift it. I agree that this is dumb. I hear what you guys are saying. This is dumb. Not this as is dumb not, as not getting not, vaccinated. Not, oh, my God. It, all right, look. As Tom, I'm with you. As Tom Brady proved Sunday night, the NFL never sleeps. Brady's returning for his 24th third season it's unfathomable kirk cousins has agreed to a one-year extension with the vikings and the cowboys finalized a five-year 62 and a half million dollar deal with wide receiver michael gallup that comes a day after cowboys traded amari cooper to the browns here's marcus mosher of the locked on cowboys podcast on what the deal means for dallas with cooper's kind of inflated cap number they saw a chance to get in under the cap to retain a couple of their other guys. It's certainly not a move that's going to help them this year, but it's probably going to help them at least stay competitive in future seasons. Key, are the Cowboys better, worse, or the same than they were if they'd kept Cooper and let Gallup go? I think I, I, I go back and forth with this situation, but I think they could potentially be worse off without Amari Cooper, and here's why. If you go back to when they acquired, right before they acquired Amari Cooper from the Oakland Raiders via trade, they were one of the worst teams on third down in the National Football League. He got there, all of a sudden Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper were a third down machine. You have to keep guys like that 
because you want to move the sticks. You want to continue to have possessions. Michael Gallup is coming off an injury, and they just paid him a pretty decent amount of change, and they really don't know what he's going to be. Amari Cooper, on the other hand, we know what he is. We know he could also be better. He had a case of the dropsies at times. Sometimes he does get covered. But I would rather have Amari Cooper on my team try to figure out a way to keep Dalton Schultz, figure out a way to keep Michael Gallup in CeeDee Lamb and company and continue to run things back. Man, I, you I got a fifth and a sixth round. You got a fifth and a sixth round pick for him. Yes, you may be able to hit on that fifth and sixth round pick, and it'd be a moot point, but we don't know that for sure. Jay, the money down, man. If you're big on third down, that's the whole shooting match. He's just been so consistent as a producer, Key. It's, it's, uh, let me ask you, Key, what wide receiver do you like better? In terms straight of galloping Amari Cooper? Yeah, straight up. I like Amari Cooper. Yeah. It's not even a question. I, mean, I don't right? think of him as being that's covered, said, really. I think of him question. as winning his matchups. I like, I like Amari Cooper, but that's me. I mean, yeah. some people, you know, my old producer here in L.A., Raj uh, Groves, thinks I'm thinks I'm an idiot uh, for liking Amari Cooper. Way back since Alabama, Raj he thought I was an idiot. Dallas fan, too. Um, and we end the no huddle with a guy who is second all time among quarterbacks in fourth quarter comebacks with 42. Who would that be? Tom Brady. Tom Brady's returning to the Bucs for a 23rd NFL season. That's shocking because it's like second. He should be first, right? Played 23 years. They're usually ahead. Here's Jeff Darlington on SportsCenter with SVP putting to rest any talk of Brady playing for someone aside from the Bucs in 2022. He didn't, as far as I understand. And I've had conversations with people close to Brady, people with the organization, and, and he was committed to playing with the Bucks if he was going to play in 2022. Okay. Uh, I mean, he was still in contact with them, still having conversations with the Bucks organizations about personnel stuff. So this was not a scenario where Brady was saying, ah, if I come back, maybe I'll go talk to San Francisco or whatever. This was going to be Bucks or bust. And ultimately... That's what he decided, and he had the commitment, by the way, from the organization all along. Great commitment. That's all you need. I mean, first of all, of course, why would they not commit to Tom Brady? What better option could you possibly have? You could argue there is no better option. If you're built to win the Super Bowl right now, then yeah. Tom Brady, even with Mahomes and Rodgers, well, Rodgers is older but still in his, at his best, and Mahomes entering his prime or in his prime – like he, the dude can, just led the league in every single thing. Yeah, you can manipulate a lot of things when you get Tom Brady back, right? You can manipulate the salary cap. You can get players that are wanting to win a Super Bowl again. Maybe they were on the other teams, take less money to come and play with Tom Brady. You can do all that. Plus, those draft picks that you would have had to give up to go get a Deshaun Watson, so to speak, or anybody else out there, Russell Wilson or anyone, you now don't have to do that. You can build your team, whatever little – let's say, for instance, they lose a, a Ronald Jones or lose a Leonard Fournette. Well, they can use those picks to go get somebody else. I mean, what if they decide that we want to go get a Saquon Barkley? What if they decide mm. that, that that is what is available to them and they go and do that? Well, that, that's what Tom does too, right? He, like, he, he sits there and says, all right, like, hey, like, you heard the first call was to Chris Jansen. Hey, Chris, I need you. I need you back. Now – his agent was saying that he can get $15 million a year, but then Chris Jansen goes, all right, you know what, I'll, I'll take three years, you know, $13 million per year. Like, I'll take less money to be with you, Tom Brady. So as you're seeing that, like, that, that's, that's what Tom Brady does. That's what makes it attractive to go play with the Bucks and Tom Brady. And he takes less. Yes. <laughs> Let's bring Mike. I wonder, yeah, go I ahead, wonder what his real true market value would be. Brady? Yeah. Uh, what's the highest per annum? He'd be right there. Mike yeah, Tannenbaum might Mike know that. That, the answer to that question. 
Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Mike Tannenbaum is here giving the straight talk by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. What would his value be on, on the open market if, oh, if he wouldn't take a discount, Tom Brady? Mike? Good morning, guys. I think there's some teams that would make it a black blank check, $60, $70 million, go out there with a whole bunch of draft choices, got a chance to compete. He would be so transformational in so many cities from Carolina. I mean, there's just so many teams. There's 16 teams that have questions at quarterback. Is that what you would do? Uh, if you were a GM, would you say, okay, Tom, like what, what kind of an offer would you make Tom Brady? I, I would say, Tom, you're, you're, you're signing here. What do you want to take? And I would just lay out the options. Like, that's what's so disappointing about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you can make $60 million a year. Devontae Adams is going to go. Zadarius Smith's going to go. Preston Smith's going to go. You want $70 million a year? No problem. You're starting linebacker, wide receiver. That's a third-round pick. That's a fourth-round pick. If you take $40 million a year, a lot of these guys are back. I think that's one of the reasons Tom Brady's won so many championships is he's going to play this year, guys, for half of what Aaron Rodgers is. Now, we could argue, hey, maybe Aaron Rodgers is a little bit better than Tom Brady right now, but I don't think he's $25 million a year better. So you're saying this makes Aaron Rodgers look bad. I think it's so interesting. I was thinking about this a lot last night, Jay Will. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I wish I had signed this contract last week because I think the optics are going to be awful. Tom Brady's on a two-year, $50 million deal. It's been reported by a lot of people that Aaron Rodgers will be north of Patrick Mahomes, so whatever that number is. But speaking of fifty million, but, Mike, but, as but Jay Mike, pointed out earlier, uh, Tom Brady's wife gets fifty a year. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers does not have There's a, a reason domestic partner at fifty million a year. Hey, <laughs> Mike. What? So what? What should Aaron Rodgers do? Though? Why? Why should he take less money? And you and you know, as a general manager, you can manipulate the average and make it look like anything, right? I mean, that's just the reality of it. But why should he take less money? if they could still put a formable team together and compete? Keith, it's a great question. And I would literally sit there and say, here's, look, we can move cap charges back and we could bring back a couple guys, but our best possible chance to win is by you taking the same amount of money as Tom Brady. And by the way, if you win another championship, you will go down as an all-time great. And what you can make when you're done playing will be even worth more. And if you're here because of your legacy and you're coming back, Here's what Tom Brady's making, and every dollar you make more than him, we're at a competitive disadvantage. I'm gonna speak for Max on that one. Max, (laughs) give me the money. Mike Tannenbaum has lost his mind, right? Yeah, all day. You know, it's funny because I used to uh, Max and Marcellus back in the day on 710 ESPN in LA. I used to ask, and I've asked a lot of football players this: How much would you take? And Marcellus never won a playoff game. Okay, he was in the Music City Miracle, never won a playoff game. I said, How much career earnings? Would you sacrifice for a playoff win? And, it, and we worked our way up to Super Bowl. And I think he said something like, I give up 5% of my career earnings to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's a little high. I mean, you make that money back in media maybe, but so you want to play. On, you're already cast on a TV show but, but, that you but, get paid a lot for. You want to get paid less for facts. a bigger TV show and give up all your money for that? Well, look, I, I know Marcellus went to Columbia. He couldn't get into UMass like you couldn't. But let me make this point. <laughs> Let me make this point. <laughs> Context is everything. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you've made over $200 million, does it really matter if you've made 220 or 240 But also, Mike, to add to your point, point, it's the way he went about it, too. Like, that matters, right? It's one thing to get paid, but the way he went about it, I think that kind of at being additive to what Tom Brady is doing, it just makes it look yeah, so drastically and, different. And it's easier for Brady for a number of reasons, right, Agreed, to, yeah. to take less money. I'm not, I, don't, I don't even get into his wife's bank account. Let's leave that alone. But when you are used to doing something, 
right? And he's played 23 years, unlike a Michael Jordan in basketball. Well, Jordan got the big money the last three or four years of his Mm -hmm. Chicago Bull career. Other than that, he was just basically underpaid. Brady, on on the average, was always at the middle of the pack at the quarterback spot, being one of the top-paid quarterbacks, but never the top-paid quarterback. He sacrificed that for a very long time. So he's used to that. He's used to taking less money. And on top of that, Bruce Arians and, and Jason Light, uh, Mike, figured out how to communicate with him to get him to do that when he signed on for the first time around. Yeah, I, I, And again, to me, he goes back to that term, R of association. You know, we saw Ryan Jensen last night tweet, I guess I have to go get more baby powder, right? And all these guys are going to want to come back. And it's really players like playing for Bruce Arians. Key, you know what it's like to live in Tampa. No state income tax. Playing on grass. It's really an ideal situation. And, guys, if the four of us were having a conversation this Friday, when you look at Dallas potentially losing Lyle Collins, Amari Cooper, maybe Demarcus mm-hmm. Lawrence, you look at Green Bay potentially losing some of the either of the Smith brothers, Randall Cobb, I think we could be talking about it's the Rams and the Bucks, and then draw a line. It's By the way, else. I think the Cowboys, because they paid Zeke, have to lose, not because they paid Dak. But what I would object to about the argument, uh, hey, take less, is the owners instituted a salary <laughs> cap specifically to put that on the players. You can now go to, hey, I saw our hands are tied. There's a cap. Well, the next CBA, just get rid of the but cap. But that is right, a just bunch get rid of, the cap of baloney. Next CBA. It's Mike, why do y'all always use that? There's a cap. We don't have any money. Kick the damn can down the road. We got we got money key. I'm not saying we don't. How much of the pie do you want? How many of your teammates? I want I want my fair share of the pie. You, you get your fair share of the pie. They are, no just, key. They, they are artificially restrained by oh the salary gosh, cap. Oh gosh, stop. Are. Well, the Rams just won a championship. Guess what they getting ready to do? They getting ready to pay two dudes: the quarterback and the best player in football, Aaron Donald. I don't want to hear no mess hey, key, about we don't have any money. And here's what's going to happen. Here's why the Rams won't repeat. When you look back at the Bucks two years ago, they had no injuries, won a championship. The Rams, to their credit, great team. They had one major injury, Robert Woods. That is hard, as we all know, to have that sustainability in the NFL. And that's why I think what the Rams did was amazing and not sustainable. And that's why I think I would favor the Bucks over the Rams. I think they have a chance. Now, we've got to see how all these free agents you know, play out if they all go back to Tampa Bay. But in theory, because of what Tom Brady makes, they have a chance to have – a much more sustainable roster than the Rams. Oh, it is true. If if, if your best player takes less money, there is more money to go around for other players. It's messed up. No, it's your – Max and Mike, scout better. Your second and third player, scout better. Find those guys and you'll be fine. Something Les Snead has been able to do. No, that's fair. And all I would say, Key, is let's just say that Les Snead and Jason Light are – plus or minus 10% of one another. Let's say Matt Stafford and Tom Brady are plus or minus 10% of each other. And again, that goes back to what Jay Will brought up, which is when you look at Rodgers' contract and you look at those three teams, and one team has a $20 million advantage over the others at the quarterback position, if everything else is plus or minus within a bandwidth, Advanced but, Tampa Bay. But, Mike, the only, thing, see, the only thing I hate about this key is that the NFL is a Fortune 100 company. And any other Fortune 100 company, I don't hear them say to the CEO, hey, look. We're gonna to have to have you take less money so we can pay the CMO. But see, like you but, know what I mean? Like they, but that's Jay, salary cap, it's BS. Yeah. They they've been selling this to us as players for years. Oh, we don't have any money to do this. Scout better. Find that dude just like the Rams did. That Robert Woods, although they acquired OBJ right before the Woods injury, but they got better with a cheaper player that potentially is better than Robert Woods. That's a good point, too, because, because they it, realized 
oh, this guy's really good. You already they found Cooper Cup when everybody else passed on Cooper Cup. You already Cup. have the built-in advantage of rookie contracts. They are lo- they're not free market contracts. And it, it, you can't even make good with that. You also have to cap what the players make so you can turn around and go to the quarterback. Take less money if you want to win. It's unreal. And by the way, that rookie contract issue, that, that's why the L.A. Chargers are going to be so aggressive in the next couple of days. Yeah. Already got Khalil Mack. They're going to go sign a corner. They re-brought back Mike Williams. They could do that because he's on a rookie contract. So who has the better chance to be in the Super Bowl? Rodgers wants all the dough. Or Brady. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. I'll take the dough. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.